welcome to another episode of the University of Washington's Thrivecast, the podcast designed to help School of Medicine faculty thrive. I'm Trish Critic, and today, for the first time, I'm joined by two guests, Drs. Nick Mayo and Chen Wu. Dr. Mayo is an assistant professor in the Division of General Internal Medicine in the Department of Medicine and the associate medical director, one of the associate medical directors at Harborview. And Dr. Wu is a clinical assistant professor also in the division of GIM in the Department of Medicine and the director of the GME House Staff Quality and Safety Committee. And I invited these two here to join us today because I saw that they were doing this great workshop for the GIM faculty about why I should join a committee and what, what's the value in being a part of a committee. And I said, that would be a great thing to talk about on Thrivecast. So, Nick and Chen, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. My, my first question really to the both of you is, you know, why should a faculty member join a committee? And I'm gonna kind of divide those up into kind of local committees, whether that's at uh, the School of Medicine or at your medical center or in your department um, and society committees. But let's start with local, let's start with local. So, so Nick, I'm gonna look at you first and, and say, Give me, give me a reason why faculty members should even consider doing this. Uh, well, maybe I, I'd answer that by taking a step back and saying that, you know, Chen and I, we woke up at some point during the pandemic and we realized that we were contributing a significant amount of our time to committee work. And uh, it was largely a component of both of us being interested in quality improvement mm -hmm. and, you know, that lends itself to folks wanting to get together in committees and talk about how to improve things. And um, so naturally we started to kind of ask ourselves like what role do committees play in professional development of uh, physicians and other healthcare professionals and overall career satisfaction? Is it, is it something, is it just part of doing business? Is it something that we should just tolerate or is there something about committee work that we should seek out that could actually lend itself to meaningful experiences? And so we kind of went down this rabbit hole and um, thinking about and looking at the kinds of committees that existed around us at UW Medicine and, and the kind of greater healthcare environment. And they kind of fall into these three buckets that you already touched on. There's these medical center operational committees. Uh, there's there's departmental and school of medicine committees. Um, and those two have very different focuses, foci. Mm -hmm. And then there's these larger professional societies committees. There's committees about committees and you know, <laughs> really far down the rabbit hole, but um, we kind of focused on those three. And um, one of the things that we did is we reached out to leaders across UW Medicine and we asked them, you know, what did you get out of um, uh, participating committee work and, you know, tips and tricks and um, a variety of different questions. And we found that when you asked folks that spend a lot of time in committees or have ha had experiences in the past, they really try put uh, the reason to participate into one of two buckets. So the first is community building. Mm -hmm. Getting people together in a committee, there's a, it's a big opportunity to network, to collaborate, um, with all kinds of different uh, members of the healthcare team, get to know leaders around your institution. And it can also, you know, personally like raise your profile and potentially open doors to future opportunities. Mm -hmm. There's this community building piece. And then the second 
major focus that people people get or value that people get out of committees is the change making aspect. I mean, these are groups that um, make decisions that drive change. And as a member, you can add your voice, your perspective, you can hear others' voices and perspectives and um, kind of see behind the curtain and start to connect the clinical work that you're doing to this kind of larger um, impact and decisions that kind of fuel that clinical work. I really appreciate that. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, and and I think um, another part of that change making is there's these interesting academic opportunities that sometimes come out of committee work as well. Yeah, and maybe that that academic opportunities sometimes are change making, but they're also part of that community. And like you said, there's some networking that sometimes leads to those opportunities. So, so Chen, I, I I'll I'll look to you uh, a little bit. So Nika said, you know, one is community building and networking, and the other is kind of affecting change and kind of getting your voice at the table in terms of making those changes. So if you were guiding an earlier career faculty member as they have like an array of these opportunities potentially in front of them. And that's not always the case. We'll get back to that in a minute. How would you guide them in kind of choosing the right ones to, to invest in? Because I think the other thing that Nick kind of said was you could end up spending too much of your time in committees. And so choosing wisely seems important here. What would be your guidance? Yeah, I think I think it all really comes down as with a lot of things to fit. Um, so if it's obviously a topic that the committee is working on that you're passionate about, that seems like a no-brainer, especially obviously if you have the bandwidth. Um, early on, it, it may be more, uh, the, the selection may not be as broad. Um, so sometimes it's also a good idea to just take a leap of faith and do something that you could be interested in as opposed to something that you are for certain interested in. Um, and that's just trialing the waters. The nice thing about committees is there's graduated levels of uh, engagement and responsibility from kind of like a general member level um, up higher. So you can certainly just kind of um, see what things are like. Um, I think later on we might talk about how to disengage it, but that, that isn't a good fit. But it might be a really great way to explore different avenues and you know, just coming into it as most academics are um, with a sense of curiosity and seeing that, that that's never a, a problem. So that's one way to do things. Um, sometimes it'll just be part of the the position that you're in. So you'll have committee assignments. Um, so that's sort of part and parcel of your position. Um, and other times, you know, you might see something where you have a skill set that you want to flex. Um, and a particular committee might be in need of that or might benefit from that. And that that's another thing that you can look at is, is um, I think, fit both in terms of interest and then fit in terms of skill set. Um, allowing you an opportunity to demonstrate something um, that may be beneficial to your career. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate that. Like, this is an area that I'm interested in, or this is an area where I'd really like to get more skills, or I have some skills that I'd like to bring to the table. I, I also want to highlight what you said about early in your career, you might just try some stuff out and, and see what it's like. And I certainly have had that resonate in my career. I've been a, in a variety of different groups that sometimes I was like, hmm, let me see what this like. And I was like, hmm not a good fit. And sometimes it's been like, oh, wow, this opened up a huge amount of doors just kind of wading into these waters. So I appreciate kind of test it out. I, I'm curious for both of you, you're both earlier in your career than I am, um, but you've been around a little bit as faculty now. How, when do you think is the right time to start trying this out? Not the ones that are part of your job, because if they're part of your job, you're going to do them because they're part of your job. But like, 
when is it the right time to, to start to wade into the waters and maybe test out a space or two in terms of, of committee work? On, on my end, I would say as soon as you feel ready for it. Um, so I would say now, um, I think that, that was kind of the crux of our, our presentation was that it's, I don't think it's too early to get involved. It's a great way to learn, for instance, the, the organizational committees. It's a great way to learn the hospital, um, the work environment that you're in. Great way to build that social network, which is extremely important in, in these COVID times. You know, even though it's on Zoom, it's still people that you're interacting with um, on like-minded business. So I, I don't think there's, I, I wouldn't say there's anything that's too early, um, but that's kind of, you know, my personal slant on things. And Nick, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I agree. I think once you kind of get your sea legs and you're feeling comfortable maybe in your in your kind of primary clinical role, that this is really a nice kind of natural branching out point to start to explore broader interests um, that you may have and, and could be a nice kind of um, way to do career exploration and, um, and start to align some of the committees that are out there with the personal interests that you might have. Yeah, and I'll just broaden that to say, you know, we have some faculty, many faculty who aren't clinicians who are investigators, but the same thing would hold true. If you feel like you're kind of grounded in your establishing your science, this would be a place to kind of slowly add to the work that you're doing. So I think what I bo- heard you both say is now, with the caveat that you have to feel comfortable in kind of your primary role enough that adding something to that plate isn't going to feel like it's going to overwhelm you in, in that time. And again, potentially complementary to whatever that primary thing is that you're doing, which I think makes a lot of sense. So let's let's think about somebody's decided that, I, hey, I'm going to try out being on a committee. And, I, and maybe they picked one in the medical center, or maybe they picked one in the school of medicine, like the Committee for Women in Medicine and Science. Or maybe they picked one in education, where they're now on a curriculum committee or something like that. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, and and Nick, I'll start with you. What's your advice to somebody when they're kind of wading into a committee, like, you know, an established committee, as opposed to a working group for a project? How would you guide them to enter that space? Well, when we reached out to leaders across UW Medicine, we asked them, what does it take to be a good committee member? Uh And we got some really, I thought, excellent advice. Things like show up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, but, but show up and consistently uh, show up and partic- uh, participate, but start by listening and really observing and then using that to um, figure out how you can meaningfully contribute. Often these committees send out an agenda and materials before the meeting takes place. So that's something that you can review, uh, review any materials, read the agenda, think about and t- kind of take a moment to reflect about how what you could possibly contribute in that, and when that meeting takes place. If there's any work that's assigned beforehand, do it beforehand, and then um, make sure that you're ready to participate. <clears throat> and then once you are at a point where maybe um, you've, you've listened, you observed, and you, and you think you'd like to contribute maybe in a more, um, a more active role, you uh, often committees may have break off work groups uh, or initiatives or discrete projects that need to be accomplished where um, you might be able to engage when the committee is in meeting and um, do kind of further uh, engagement in whatever the work of, it, of that committee is. 
I love that. I am actually a big fan of the show up, at least in all the committee work I've done with my national societies that I'm a member of. That's 50% of it showing up. And maybe I was one of those people who gave you that, that input when you did the survey. I'm not sure. Um, but also then I think, listen, I heard you say, um, do the pre-work, invest in that. So you come prepared and then eventually sign up to, to kind of start to participate. Chen, are there other things that you wanted to add to that list? Yeah, I think there were just a couple other points that were mentioned in this survey that we, uh, we jotted down. One is probably at the beginning, um, give more than try to ask for. Um, so, you know, like if there, there's a possibility for FTE, maybe wait until you're more established in that, in that committee, if it's not part of the, uh, the agreement uh, starting out with. Um, and then just, I think just use good social judgment, EQ, obviously uh, attribute things to folks. Um, so, so always give credit where credit is due. I think that's super important in the committee group. And maybe just take some time um, as you get settled to um, watch the dynamics. And then that way you can uh, really understand how best to enter a conversation and, and those kinds of things. So, so just being maybe a little bit more observant at the start until you're comfortable with how the committee operates and works um, and then slowly kind of increasing your contributions. And that, that just kind of avoids a, a, an upfront faux pas. Okay. So I think that's nice. I think what you're saying is particularly standing committees, there's a culture to those committees and every committee runs a little differently. And sometimes it's like a free flowing conversation. And sometimes it's people raising their hands. And sometimes it's like a sequence of things that happens every time. And so part of what I heard you say is like, figure out the culture of the group that you're joining and then kind of follow the cues of that group. And I, I actually think it's really important because everyone who runs a meeting runs a meeting differently and, and understanding how that works is an important part of, of joining committee. I think both of you have been parts of committees at a national level and in societies. Um, that's actually been instrumental in my career uh, is the work that I've done on committees at the American Thoracic Society. So I thought I might just ask you for kind of your reflections on those experiences personally and why that's been beneficial for you. So Chen, have you been a part of a committee in a national or, or regional society? I think more, more uh, of a regional level, but I think, you know, even now working on some projects for SGIM through the VA with folks in, in Boise, it is just a really nice way to get outside the confines of a, your hospital, but also that, that area and get access through, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon to thought leaders who then you can work together with. And that's definitely another sort of accessory pathway to, to career advancement. There's just opportunities of plenty through that venue. Um, and it's definitely, it's always been fun doing this as well. So it's just um, a, a nice way to get some career leverage, but also really get jazzed about, about the work. Yeah. I love that fun and you can network. Yeah. Nick, how about you and your experiences? I think the professional societies and kind of national level groups, I think present themselves with unique opportunities to like play in a, a kind of playground that may have larger impact. And, uh, and so um, that's really exciting. It's exciting to meet colleagues at different institutions and, and um, that share already are self-identifying, sharing similar interests. And mm -hmm. um, so those aspects are really unique. I think these professional societies also, there's 
interesting scholarly uh, output and recognition that comes alongside of it that can be really rewarding. Um, yeah, I think scholarly output is great. I think the other thing I'd, I'd add is it's part of how you establish a regional and national reputation that becomes important to get promoted eventually. Um, that's definitely how I created a lot of my reputation was through committee work at the at our national society or a couple different societies. So I think that's great. And I, I'll add, it kind of ties into Chen's fun. They're actually become some of my really good friends are the people that I've met through these committees and other parts of the country. I was reflecting on that as I was writing holiday cards, that I was writing cards to people who I had been on committees with in national organizations. So it made me think of this conversation, that it's fun and, and they're important relationships just as friends, as well as you know colleagues and, and collaborators and things like that. Chen alluded to this earlier, so I wanna get back to this uh, topic. I, I really like the encouragement of people to test out the waters and try stuff and not be afraid to kind of dip your toes in the water and also then pay attention to what's going on in those those meetings so you can kind of get the most out of it. I also want to acknowledge that sometimes you decide to try that and you're like, this is not a good fit. This is not what I thought I was signing up for when I signed up to be a part of this committee. So I don't know if you talked about this in your workshop, but I'll ask you both to reflect to me. Do you have any guidance for a faculty member who's like, I think I need to step down from this uh, committee because it's not doesn't fit into the work I have right now or doesn't feel like the right fit or, or whatever it is. So, Nick, do you have thoughts on that? I think what what I would suggest is just not to ghost <laughs> uh, and just not show up that these committees are trying to conduct business and your presence it can is needed. And so if you find that your interests don't align or it's just not the right fit or it's not the committee for you, I think a best practice would be to try to identify a colleague um, for the committee that might be potentially useful. And if you can't, just having a discussion with the leader of the committee about uh, that, you know, you're thinking of stepping away and, and just hashing out a plan so that the, the, the business of the committee isn't disrupted. Yeah, I, I appreciate the don't just stop showing up um that is not a cool thing to do and i love the idea of kind of identifying somebody else for whom this might be a good opportunity and maybe you can open a door for somebody else um for sure have a conversation the other thing i would say about this is um one strategy that i've used is giving a time limited commitment at the beginning so that if i decide that it's not going to work long term i've already said i'm only doing this for a year or two years or whatever that is some committees automatically do that, and so you just don't have to sign up again for the next year or whatever. Sometimes that helps, and when I'm not sure if it's going to be a good fit, I generally go with, I can probably give you an X amount of time to start with, and then that allows me the latitude to make a decision longer term. It's yeah. harder when it's a committee that's part of your job that you were talking about before. Those are ones that sometimes we just have to figure out how to make the committee work better, I think, in those situations. All right. We're running out of time in this podcast, but I want to give you each the opportunity to give one last pearl to our listeners about any aspect of, of committee work, whether it's like why you should do it or how you could do it best or why you should even think about this. So one last pearl, um, Chen, how about from you? One last pearl for our listeners. Yeah, I think um, don't be afraid and just be authentic in, in seeking these opportunities out and, and also withdrawing. Just um, know who you are and know what you want and uh, um, yeah, seek fit. Awesome. Nick, last pearl. 
do some research, talk to your mentors, talk to leaders at your institution, and try to understand about uh, maybe existing members of that committee um, and, and try to figure out what's, what potentially might be the right fit for you. Awesome. I think all of this is great guidance, lots of wisdom shared. I, I also want to highlight that the two of this, these two esteemed guests did this because they were interested. It, it caught their interest and they asked a lot of people and put stuff together and then shared it with the group and, and turned it into something that they made scholarly just because it was of interest to them to start with. So I also think you modeled that beautifully. So thank you both for joining all of us today. I really appreciate your time, your energy, and your wisdom. And I'll close with this. To listen to more episodes of Thrivecast, you can find them at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find them at the UW School of Medicine faculty website at faculty.udubmedicine.org. Thanks for listening and have a great day.